Welcome to Developers Hangouts Podcast. My name is James, and today I have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, and then we can hang out. Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Harris Iftikhar. I'm a developer here from Lahore, Pakistan, originally based from the New Jersey. Uh, and I'm uh, actually a software engineering major student in the final year. Uh, I do have uh, a channel on YouTube uh, t- technically about programming, um, and I do... Other things as like freelancing, uh, I, I can actually build communities as well on multiple channels like Codecademy, Free Code Camp, uh, and uh, I would say Microsoft Ambassadors. So I've done a lot of that and just interested in coding. And my passion is to teach people how to program. So if someone was going to look for your channel today, uh, what is the channel name? And then what is your, uh, uh, like, what's your channel about? Like, what do you do on your channel? Uh, like there's not like so much, I would say saturation on YouTube now, like everyone's providing content about programming and everything. And that's the same thing on my case where I was, uh, I started back in 2020, uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, and I, and I felt like, uh, everyone was locked in their homes and, uh, there was actually just, uh, the internet that was available for us. And I thought that that was the only tool that we could use to communicate or, you know, rely on and educate ourselves. So I had this idea from the beginning that I wanted to, actually, I loved teaching from the beginning and I just wanted to create videos, but I had no practice or never did this stuff before in my life. So I, first time ever, I just downloaded the video editor, I just uh, started recording and I just had the laptop mic and uh, whatever I learned from uh, Codecademy Pad that I recently had uh, that time, it was a learn pad in C++. Uh, whatever I learned, I tried to just explain the concepts in a quick tutorial, and I and I just uh, published it on my channel officially. It wasn't even uh, announced like it was uh, the name was Coding Cleverly, which is the channel right now. But that time it was just a, a blank channel, and I didn't expect it was actually just used uh, as a video that I wanted to share to my uncle who was just hmm. uh, interested in uh, programming. So I just recorded that, and I didn't say anything uh, explicitly about him in the video. I just said it randomly, and then uh, I just uh, I sent it to him. And then after that, I just continuously made more videos. And from there, I thought that this was pretty neat. I was learning as well because I love when I teach something, I think I solidify my own concept as well. So I, I, just, I just enjoy doing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. So my channel started during the pandemic, same kind of style. It was 2020. I was very like, oh, what can I do? I want to teach or do something. We're all stuck in our house. Maybe try a YouTube channel. If it get, if it goes well, I'll continue. If it doesn't, that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, and I recorded mine same kind of way on a laptop mic uh, in my kitchen, yeah, in, in my old house, and and just it was like how to be no how to interview for Java developers or something like that. That I think that's the first video. Oh, nice. Um, that's no longer on the channel, but uh-huh. it was okay. something similar. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just kind of went for it, and I was just like, see what happens, and. You know, it's been what two years now, two and a half years, I think, something like uh-huh. that. And n- now my channel is completely different um, in the style and and the videos and and what I'm teaching. But overall, nice. I I really like YouTube. It's it's been fun to make over the last couple of years, and I hope to do it for many many more years. Nice. So, like, who was the one who pushed you to make more videos after that first one? It was just me. 
Uh, it was me. It was just something I was like, well, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to, I gave myself three months. That was the goal. Like, and, and I'll see if there's any traffic or if anyone's actually interested in what I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. And three months in, I think I hit like 500 subscribers, I think after three months. Wow. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I I must be doing something right. So I just continued to do that from there. And, and then you know, it slowly got better. Like I got to a thousand subscribers and I was like, wow, like getting to the first thousand, then it was 2000. And now it's just like, oh, I just want to keep doing it because people want to watch my videos. Exactly. Um, and it, it will get to a point. The, the only time I will ever th- consider stopping would be if it just didn't become enjoyable for myself. Yeah. Um, like if I didn't enjoy doing it week in, week out, I would just stop making videos. No, I oh, think. really? Really nice to hear. Yeah, because uh, I I find it fun. Like I like the editing experience. I like teaching. I like doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, awesome. It's like similar to me. Like uh, ever since I was small, I always wanted to know how to learn. I mean, how to earn online. This is one of the goals that I always wanted to earn money online. And whenever you Google search something like this, something like that pops up. They start a YouTube channel, write a blog article. I did all these things. The other ones that write a blog page, but not that much success came from there. Uh, I, I went and did a blogger page. Uh, it was the start of 2020, uh, and I tried to do these goals. I wanted to find some ways to earn some kind of money. Uh, and um, and I wanted to you know be a little bit uh, financially independent for myself. Uh, so I, I started a blogging channel, a personal one, where I was just, uh, just talking about my day-to-day life. Uh, it's currently still there, present, but I don't have that much following. Uh, I I know it was like it wasn't it wasn't more catered to something like specific. It was just random. And I had no idea how YouTube worked that time. I was just like brand new. Uh, I had no idea like you're supposed to do a, a specific niche. You have to keep it uh, specific, or the content has to be. Uh, so I was like one day doing a scientific experiment, and the other day I was uh, writing a book review. I mean, making a book review of a certain book. And then the other day, I was just uh, making a vlog uh, of my university or something. So it was just completely scattered, and my audience didn't know what I was doing and here and there. So then when I started coding cleverly, I kept it specific to just coding programming. So my audience knows that I just generally post about this certain topic. So that's, that's one of the things that I learned uh, in the pandemic, and I think that was very valuable. Yeah, it's it's... It's hard to get that niche down to some level where you like, it's not too niched, especially with programming. So like developer YouTube is really hard because if you niche down too hard, like, oh, I'm just going to be, I'm just a Python channel. That's the only, only content I do is Python. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be like, cool. I've done like so much stuff on Python. Now I want to do something on like, I don't know, no JS. Like yeah. your audience is so used to you doing Python that you may end up pushing some of your old audience away yeah. because you're trying to like branch out to something else. Like I kept mine very specific of like modern web, like modern web as in like TypeScript and, and Next.js and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then this year I've been experimenting with uh, less tutorial-based stuff and more talking head content. Um, oh, okay. And that seems to actually be doing quite well um surprisingly nice uh, considering yeah. that my my audience is used to tutorials yeah i'm I'm actually also 
feeling that kind of, uh, I would say that kind of problem right now, currently, uh, right before, I mean, right after I took a small gap and I, and I felt like when I created that gap, I mean, I, I got now lesser and lesser amount of views, uh, be- before I had, I would say like, uh, I had maximum of 13k views on my one project based video. I created a tic-tac-toe game in C++ and I thought that was really neat. Uh, after that, I created a hangman game and, and a lot of people said to me to make more project based videos. And I, and I thought uh, that was, uh, that was good. And I created a GUI based application using Java. Uh, and, and after that, I was uh, actually into uh, tutorials as well because a, a large, a large amount of my audience wants data structure style videos, uh, because of their technical interviews. And, and I was also learning that same thing at that same time. So I thought it would be really cool. If I also uh, learn the same thing at my own place and just record it, and it's just a benefit for me, uh, you know, a win-win situation. So uh, that's why I adopted that strategy. Unfortunately, it's not going pretty well I'm, uh, at the moment, but I'm thinking, uh, I'm I'm thinking of maybe limiting my videos, maybe just more into basic stuff and not that advanced because I went into hash maps and uh, I don't know extra stuff, and I'm just getting like hundred views and. All that effort put into just something like that is not uh, satisfactory. So I'm thinking of, you know, beginner style videos and maybe shorter and more uh, engaging. And maybe the advanced videos, maybe on a course on Udemy or Skillshare. I guess that was a good tip. I actually saw uh, someone option, uh, maybe someone recommended. And I felt that this was a good uh, uh, thing to do. Yeah, like doing so the, the we, we can kind of get behind the scenes here for some people that are listening right now that maybe you're thinking about a YouTube channel in the future. What's really good for search is beginner topics, right? So mm-hmm. if you want to build a, a, a following pretty quickly yeah. or you want your views to be retained over time. So for example, I have a video that's like how to get started with next auth. That's oh. like, I think it's two years old now. Uh-huh. So it's completely out of date. Okay. Um, and it is, I believe, my most popular video of all time. Yeah. So it's it's a 40-minute long video that's very specific about this one topic. It's nice. beginner-friendly. It's very beginner. And it just crested 90,000 views. Nice. Um, which it sounds insane if you think about, like, the fact that it's two years old, it's out of date. Oh, no, it's... Yeah, it's two years old. It's out of date. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the follow-up video is creating a custom page with the same tech. Uh-huh. And again, it's that one's like a 18 months old. It's out of date. Uh, and still people search for it. People still watch it. It's like one of my highest, most retained videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like if you look at other videos that may be a bit more advanced topics or things that people don't actually search for, they yeah. do really well in the beginning because people that are subscribed watch it. Yeah. Um, and maybe some people from the browse feature see it and click it. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the time, you know, those those videos die down pretty quickly because um people people don't don't, you know, they're not searching for that topic. So yeah. uh it's less likely to get views over time. I guess more uh people should uh focus on the evergreen style videos, right? That could re- right. Uh, remain as for a long period of time. Uh, right and yeah even if the video doesn't even if the video is slightly out of date like it it, maybe it's not 100 percent true anymore or maybe there's some stuff that's changed yeah for the most part those evergreen videos will still get that person 90 percent of the way there yeah and i also saw that uh 
if like my most viewed video was about the tic-tac-toe, maybe start the same strategy that I used on that video and just keep making those style videos now because I think that style worked and people are just liking that kind of unique style that I had. So just continuing that same kind of style, I think also uh, will make and attract more people. So I think- Yeah, keep absolutely. Keeping absolutely. that same, yeah. And, and and your channel isn't exactly small in, in in like you have a reasonably large subscriber base in in comparison to to some other people I've had on the channel and like you have over five thousand subscribers which is a pretty mm -hmm. decent following to even get to to think that five thousand people at some point have clicked that subscribe button um, is impressive. Um, so. Outside of making content and going to school, what other things do you do for, for fun? Like, what, what do you do when you're not making content and or doing your schoolwork or your college work or, or anything like that or sleeping, I guess? <laughs> what, what other stuff do you have left to do? Uh, like, I like to travel a lot and um, I like to explore places and go out to eat with friends. Uh, like, we like doing that stuff here uh, locally. Um, basically, I like to read books as well. Uh, you know, an interesting book uh, about something or watch a movie. Uh, you know, currently it was w just rewatching The Maze Runner and the other parts. But yeah, these style of videos, I like science fiction a lot. Uh, Interstellar is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I really like that movie. Um, and yeah, I like watching movies and Avengers and all that stuff. I'm into this kind of stuff. Uh, I, I also... Like based on uh, where my, my background is now from software development. So I, I like to watch uh, software development related stuff. Maybe, uh, you know, topics like about chat GPT, uh, experiment with them. Uh, maybe my, my friends are also like tech nerds. And we all, when we just, uh, just meet each other, we just start talking about, you know, new trends or whatever, uh, what's going on. Or is chat GPT going to replace us or stuff like that. And we just all make, have a good laugh out of it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we do stuff like that. Uh, and I, and I enjoy my time with, uh, with them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We, we I do something similar, although I don't meet many friends in person anymore, but, uh, outside of that, you know, like I do a, an online one, which is fairly similar where we all meet and we have a chat about trends and, and, and all the other stuff that's happening in the tech space or what what we may have seen in Twitter or what drama is happening this week or whatever, like all those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have friends that, that have the same passions or the same, um, yeah. interests. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, and this is the thing, uh, like we like sharing memes to each other and uh, tech related memes and stuff like that. And I guess, uh, well, also even sharing memes, you learn something from, uh, from the meme about programming. This episode of Developers Hangouts podcast is sponsored by user interviews. As developers, we often want to give our feedback around products that we use daily or even learn about the latest and greatest products. With user interview, you can do that. It is 100% free to sign up. You can apply for your first study in under five minutes. Most studies are less than an hour long and pay over $60. Some studies pay several hundred dollars for a one-on-one -on -one interview. Plus, you get to share your opinions with top brands like Adobe, Intuit, Spotify, and even Amazon. When I created my latest SaaSes, it would have been great to be able to use user interviews to get some feedback and iterate faster. 
which is why I wanted them to sponsor the podcast. Are you ready to earn extra income from sharing your expert opinion? Then head over to userinterviews.com slash hello to sign up and participate today. And that's also one neat thing I saw. Uh, that time I was uh, there was a meme about uh, X plus plus and X plus equal to one and you know how, uh, how the incrementer works. So there's that Spider-Man meme where there's three Spider-Men. And, and that actually teaches that there are three different ways to increment a variable in programming. So that's pretty funny and neat at the same way. Uh, I really thought that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. 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 I think memes, memes get a bad rap, but uh, me- memes be teaching everybody. Memes yeah. do teach occasionally. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I found at least recently, like I've been appreciating the fact that there's, there's a few creators out there that post a lot of memes about the tech community in general, which has been really nice to see and and uh, enjoy. Um, so let, let's kind of go back to, to to what what are your plans? Because it's the beginning of 2023, so yes. here's a curtain behind the scene. When you listen to this, it'll probably be closer to February. But um, so what what are your goals and plans for 2023? Like, what do you, what do you want to do by, let's say. December thirty first, twenty twenty three. Like, what what are you, what are the goals for for this year? Well, uh, like I introduced myself, and I and I told that I was a developer, and I and I told that I'm actually a background and I have a community, and a, and I do this and a freelancing. But one of the things that I have in my heart is that I want to say to people that I'm a tech YouTuber, and and I would like to you know say that kind of thing once I establish that am- amount of following, or maybe get that monetization, or get my earnings started. And then I could comfortably say to people that I do have a channel and you could uh, support me or check me out. But that's that's one of my big goals that I want to build this channel. Uh, definitely increase the amount of audience I have and the user base uh, and the community overall. Uh, I'm going to try to make the content more appealing. And uh, and I'm thinking of making more project style videos uh, for my viewers. And definitely I'm actually... Uh, have this Discord server on, and people are there just interacting with each other. Uh, they're solving their own queries or problems related to any specific video, and I think that's a pretty cool community that we built uh, together, uh, and just helping out for free. And I guess that's uh, that's just amazing how the internet provides this kind of facility to just uh, you know start interacting with people from all of these places. Yeah. So if you were to give, what would be your moonshot subscribe account? Just out of interest, like if you were to have a successful year, would it be 10k subscribers? Would it be 20k subscribers? Like, what, 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 where would you like to be? Okay, now, uh, like after reaching like 5k subscribers or so, uh, like first, you know, every every YouTuber's uh, goal is to have that 1k, you know, milestone, and then uh, get that uh, 2k, 3k. But now I'm not looking at the subscriber count anymore. I'm not. Uh, I'm more focused on the views and more focused on the. Uh, the style of my content and and the watch time. I'm I'm now just focusing on these metrics instead of my subscriber account because I've seen uh, subscribers don't pay you money. The thing that's paying or generating revenue is the views, the watch time, and the traffic. And so that's that's the more concern that I'm focusing on now, and maybe more engaging thumbnails or titles. I try to work on with the, the recent videos, but unfortunately, I I basically I guess made this certain mistake. Now I, I see that. That I actually created this Patreon uh, thing that I said, go and check my Patreon out. Like, and all those 
uh, 20 plus videos that I created that in the first like five slots, like I had this crazy uh, music intro that I normally do in all my videos, but I'm thinking of stopping that because I want to retain the watch time. Like just start clicking on the video and then it just goes from there. It just goes from there. You don't pause or you don't say uh, introduction or uh, don't introduce anything. Just go straight to the point. Uh, so I'm thinking of going straight to the point and diving, uh, just stop wasting people's time. And or maybe I had this uh, Patreon thing that was like, uh, you know, check my Patreon out. And uh, and I guess uh, that was pretty repetitive. And I guess now it feels to me as annoying as well. So uh, I'm trying to leave these as well and trying to just more focus on the content style. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's how my subscriber, I mean, follow. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. Like, yeah, I, I've kind of done that on my videos too. Like my videos now, like there's less of an intro. It's like my intro is less than 10 seconds. And then uh -huh. we're right into whatever the content might be about. Yeah. Because, yeah, I found, like, if you if you look at the analytic graph, like, the first 30 seconds are the most important. And if you haven't got to the point in those first 30 seconds, like, you oh, pretty much lose a lot of retention. Um, so, yeah, I've been really working on that in the last six months, too, is, like, how can I get... Um, how can I get to that ASAP uh, and then, you know, continue the video on? And it's done really well for my retention. My retention is up you know, like an, an additional 10%, which is pretty hefty. And that's because, yeah, like my last sort of five, six, seven videos have all been like, boom, here's to the point. Maybe they're mm. shorter than they people are used to, but it, it, it really does seem to help. Yeah, I, I really like that. That kind of approach, I guess, is the number one approach that we should adopt now. Uh, and uh, I've learned from my mistakes. And I guess this is, this is the thing what you do on YouTube. You basically make mistakes and then you improve from those mistakes. And I guess, you can never be 100% successful. I mean, you always have mistakes and you're always improving from them. Uh, it's like an ongoing process. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a growing thing. Like I, even people that we know that are in the Discord that we have with all the other YouTubers, like there are people in there that have, you know, 100K subscribers that are still trying new things or learning new things or trying to adapt to this new world or or whatever it is. Like, especially with things like TikTok and YouTube shorts where yeah. that attention span is now a minute. It used yeah. to be like you could watch a 20-minute video and you'd be like, oh, this is a good 20-minute video. Nice. But now it's like, oh, I've watched a thousand TikToks mm -hmm. and I, and I, uh, I only have an attention span of about 30 seconds and then I get bored. Um, <laughs> there, there seems to be a lot of that now in in. Even in our space, it seems the attention span has slowly kind of gone down over the last, yeah. you know, year or so since TikTok became so popular. Exactly. Speaking of TikTok, I just remembered my first ever YouTube short that went viral. Uh, it had like 39K views and it was just growing crazy. Uh, it was about, uh, it was just a YouTube short that I was trying out. Uh, my brother recommended me. He said, hey, just try YouTube shorts. And I said, okay, let me just try it out. Uh, I made this TikTok, I mean, uh, YouTube short where I used the command prompt on Windows and showed how you could check your passwords. I thought it was pretty cool, and uh, I typed in some commands. I used, I read some articles, and then after that, I made that video. It was for one minute. I uploaded it. It got so many views, and it was engaging, and people liked it. There was like 5K likes, and uh, it was growing so much, and I saw that people uh, started appreciating it. One day when I was uh, just uh, outside, I just looked at my phone. I mean, I was on my laptop. And I got an email from YouTube that they uh, took down took down that video. And I was 
disappointed. I appealed for it. I said, "What? What did I do wrong on that? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see any like fault. I was just uh, showing how to check your own Wi-Fi passwords. Uh, and I and I guess I showed my own Wi-Fi password. So I think that was wrong in terms of YouTube's a customer. I don't know uh, because of me showing my own password. I think maybe because of that, I just now have this assumption because I didn't get a solid a reason why this was wrong because there's already if you go on google right now or youtube and search for these same style videos there's people have these same type of videos eight years ago nine years ago and they never got banned they have millions of views so why why is it just the new people why isn't the old ones like the people are trying to grow here so pretty tough but yeah we're still going yeah that's that's a weird thing about youtube in general is there's like uh, it it's a black box. There's no actual, especially with things like copyright strikes or takedowns or whatever, like there's no real, like, you don't get a straight answer. You get this kind of like, uh, just, you know, generic YouTube answer of like, hey, we took it down for whatever reason and we're not going to actually give you the reason. Um, and it's very hard to like get an answer from somebody unless you're a reasonably big, you know, content creator if you're big enough you can you can certainly do those kinds of things um yeah but if you're a smaller youtuber it's very hard to get the right answer get you know can i get this video back up uh can i not but we i've seen that in the yeah. past where like a youtuber has uploaded a video that's very similar to something else that was posted maybe two or three years ago and their video gets taken down or whatever but the original video gets to stay up um you're definitely not the only yeah, person exactly. that's, that's done that um which which you know it sucks that everyone has their own different rules but uh they do their best i guess they do their best with millions of videos getting uploaded every day i guess they 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 can't always be right right uh yeah i could i could say that um um so yeah that was the story of my first youtube short that was going viral but then yeah, then uh, there was another YouTube short. Now there is one that's like above one seventy k or something, and still there. Uh, and it's like a like a clickbait. I would say it's a total clickbait. It's just a one line Python code to write a calculator. <laughs> so having that kind of title that, that just creates that interest for people, and they just start clicking on it. And I guess shorts are creating so much traffic now. Uh, so uh, I guess that's uh, pretty neat to do with these kind of shorts. I've done it now. It's been a long time. I didn't do any other shorts. I was just using my phone, uh, and I guess that wasn't pretty professional. I had a lot of comments that were saying to me, you could have just used a, a desktop or something like that to create the short. Uh, and I just used my phone, and I was a pretty lazy. Yeah, I was so... getting views. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it matters. In, in my opinion, I don't think it matters if you use your phone or you use the desktop microphone or you use like your full setup like this that I have right now or you have. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done shorts yeah. like on my phone and it's done really well. And I've done a f short with my, you know, $800 camera with my $300 uh -huh. microphone yeah. and it's just, it's done really poorly. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really matter. It's just sometimes it's all about luck as well. Um, and I, I just had my phone. I, I barely edited that video and it just went uh, like 170K and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, so... I've seen like uh, there's also like professional channels like Visual Studio Code. They also do shorts and they do it right on mm -hmm. their phone. And I and I like that style of video. And and I just try to you know I had this idea at the same time. So me and uh, that person were doing shorts at the same time. So once that uh, that copyright strike came, I I felt a little disappointed. So my my quantity of for shorts went down. But then I was I was still going. But 
less, I mean, I wasn't really focusing on the shorts because one, they don't give that much watch time, just 10 hours, even if you reach like uh, a billion views, just 10 hours of watch time. And it's not that productive for a YouTube channel. So I had to go on to the long form videos because my ultimate goal was to, you know, cross the milestone to a watch time. So still there, uh, still going and uh, still making so I'm, I'm still having more ideas to, and I'll see how much uh, videos I should upload. Um, so I had some questions, uh, just uh, questions about YouTube uh, that I would like to ask. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, go ahead. So like um, speaking about creating audiences, like we had this uh, mailing list, like, like a lot of people make mailing lists. And they introduce their people, our audiences, to subscribe, and they send their weekly updates or newsletters. And I and I thought the same. And um, I just wanted to ask that I have uh, I, I created an account using Octopus. I guess it's called uh, Octopus Email or Email Octopus. And I have this mailing list I created, and I have this free cheat sheet that I'm giving away. Whoever subscribes, it just just creates that interest, and people you know love free stuff. So. I did that, but I don't know how to promote it. Anyways, uh, and how do you promote your mailing list, or do you even do this? Because I think if you have more uh, people, I think it's a really good advantage. Yeah. So I promotion is 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 a tough game. I think marketing in general is a tough game. Uh, yeah. So I always tell people to like, if you if you genuinely believe that the cheat sheet is good and you want people to get it for free, um. In your next like two or three videos, give it a shout out and be like, hey, I have this free cheat sheet that you can find somewhere in the video. It doesn't have to be in the beginning. It can be in the middle or the end. Uh, hey, I have this free cheat sheet that will teach you X. Uh, link is in the description. Click here. Um, yeah. Putting it on like Twitter, uh, all those kinds of things really make it, uh, you know, like sending it out on Twitter, posting it in discords. If you, you, you know, you're like, hey, I've created this cool free cheat sheet. Um, nice. in discords where you're allowed to post obviously don't go around spamming it um all of those places will lead to to somebody clicking it and always leave it in the description uh-huh even if you don't promote it always leave it in your youtube always descriptions Got because it. someone could click on it to be like oh i'm looking for x and then they end up being like oh this is a neat like free cheat sheet let me try that out nice that's a really good approach but now uh is there like a way to just uh, automatically change all the descriptions at once. Like now we have so many videos uploaded. There's no. so many, like <laughs> there's no automation where we could just have that one style of a template that we have a description. And I just update it to every single video that you ever uploaded on you. I wish that was like a tool there or something. So you can't, yeah, you can't. So YouTube does have that. It's called bulk update, but it will remove everything that's uh, there right now. So if you have any links to like GitHub repos or anything like that, all of that gets replaced. Um, if you're okay with that, yeah, in the YouTube studio, it's called bulk update. But um, it removes... You have to go to like the content tab. I... Yeah, it removes everything inside the description and puts in the new description. You do like, that... uh, you go to your content, you select all, and then you click edit and click uh description i think and then you can uh -huh. edit everything in the description nice but doesn't that harm um, the video or anything like uh it doesn't do anything bad to the video or something no yeah it doesn't make any change to the video but it does make those changes i think they may have updated it now to allow you to insert it at the bottom 
or at the top and keep everything that's already there in the description. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. the way you can bulk update. They do have that ability in the studio. Nice. Oh, okay. So it's not, gonna, uh, there's changes. Uh, and I felt like one time, like suppose, like I'm a freelancer as well. And uh, when you create a gig or something, you you create it and then it gets ranked. Okay. And then mm-hmm. it, it gets on the first page or something. Just like a YouTube video, it gets ranked and goes on the first page and people see the video, they click on it. But once you edit something and then you re-upload it, I said I feel like the ranking goes down or something, or the algorithm uh, makes changes, and then the ranking seems to be a little bit off than the original. Uh, that happens a lot in freelancing, and I've seen a, an experience to myself having uh, a gig that was promoting very well, and then uh, I, I changed a bit of the pricing, and then I re-uploaded it, and then I felt like no one was actually attracting, and no one was a uh, uh, asking questions after that. So I felt that happening in Fiverr, uh, but also I think I felt that happening on YouTube, but I'm not sure if it's if it's true or not. Uh, you could uh, tell anything about that. Uh, I don't really have anything about, like, I know that, you know, the, the algorithm is is complex and, like, basically the way that YouTube figures it out is is based upon, like, what niche you're in and does the video fit in that niche or is it adjacent to that niche? Um, uh-huh. But if you edit anything and re-upload, like, yeah, like you start from scratch again. If you use their editor, I think everything stays the same, but then their editor sucks. Um, but outside of that, like changing anything in the video that's like a title or tags or keywords and descriptions will affect search results but it won't affect the algorithm itself oh okay um, and it is also, complex though yeah it is pretty complex and also is there a way to like if you have a video already uploaded and you could uh, trim a bit of the video is that even possible or is like it's there and it's there you cannot yeah you can use the you can use the youtube editor to trim pieces out of videos um, so if you like accidentally made a mistake or something, you can go to the video and click editor, and then you can just trim bits out of the video that you need to, either at the beginning, the end, the middle, it's, uh, you can do that. Oh, so it, it also is available in the, I could say YouTube studio. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, then these kind of stuff, I so guess. We're coming uh... to... I was going to say, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of the episode of the podcast. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Uh, YouTube, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Go ahead and self-promote. We'll end the podcast here. And then, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, like, I just wanted to add in at the end was, uh, like, I was thinking uh, this year I would do, like, live streams monthly. Uh, and I usually do this stuff uh, on my Codecademy, uh, on my, because I'm a chapter leader there. And uh, my job there is to, actually have an event online and teach about something for free. And uh, I do that uh, using a platform like what they have called Bevy. Um, and sometimes I use a light hall uh, or sometimes I use Microsoft Teams. But now, now since uh, the year is 2023 and I'm thinking let's start something fresh new, I was thinking like, why not the monthly live streams that I've done previously that I've done 12 uh, in a row last year, every single month. Now I'm doing, uh, do, do them on my YouTube channel and do the live streams, live streams here and about a different, any type of topic. But I, I don't know if it counts as something for the views or is it beneficial or is it something that we should do? 
or uh, any take you could uh, put over there? Yeah, so like YouTube in general, like if you're going to do live streams once a month, that's perfectly fine. Like it does add to your view count and hours watched and everything else. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, once you've done the the, the live stream, then you got to decide whether or not you're going to keep the video up there or if you're going to edit it or whatever. Like yeah. I live stream twice a week on my YouTube channel and nice. I take my, vo I take the video down and then I edit it and then I re-upload it. So that if someone's missed it, they don't have to watch like anything that's probably not as important anymore because mm -hmm. it was in the moment kind of stuff gets removed so that the video is more uh, so, you know, like quick and easy to watch. And it actually brings the content that I was live streaming versus like talking to chat for 20 minutes or, you know, if I have to go to the bathroom and all those <laughs> kinds of things get get removed. Okay, nice. Uh Really nice, man. I, I really like your takes on here. Um, pretty cool. Uh, it was really great talking to you. Uh, speaking of uh, everything like uh, descriptions and all that stuff, affiliate links also really matter, I guess. Putting those in the descriptions. You have no idea what if some someday someone just randomly clicks on your uh, affiliate links and you just get some monetization from there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So having that as well uh, on the description, just uh, because... Or maybe your mailing list there as well. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so it was amazing. I really enjoyed this uh, time, uh, you know, having this podcast with you. It was a new experience for me, and I, and I felt really enjoyed. I felt really enjoyable. Uh, it was really nice. And Cool. Uh, I'm glad that you, uh, glad you had a good time. Uh, yeah, um, so I have to, uh, like, you could check me out on different channels like uh, Twitter, um, YouTube, Coding Cleverly, Instagram, Coding Cleverly, like everywhere. Just type in Coding Cleverly and you'll find me. Uh, mostly on uh, YouTube, uh, if you go on the channel main page, you could see the Discord server. You could join that free community. Um, and then there is uh, places like Gumroad where I'm, I'm giving away my cheat sheets. Uh, I did recently create data science cheat sheets. So... Uh, I'm actually giving away free cheat sheets this whole month, January. So uh, anyone who's interested, just uh, you know, avail that opportunity. Awesome, awesome! Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Have a great day, man. You too.